Hello everyone and welcome back to more Knowing Wheel and yesterday we returned with episode 133 of your favourite Formula 1 show. Of course we're back today to discuss the goings on from the Italian GP from the weekend. I'm joined as always by Jamie183. How are we doing my friend? I'm good. I, uh, I'm enjoying that we're showing tribute to the greatest driver in Formula 1, um, Max Verstappen with episode 133. Uh, very nice, very simply lovely episode number, uh, and I'm looking forward to discuss Italian Grand Prix. I will caveat, Danny caveat, by saying I did not watch the race or qualifying live as usual. Uh, I had a nice weekend away, so it was yeah, very lovely. But you know, well, what did you get up are. to with your weekend away? Oh, I went up to the Yorkshire Dales with a bunch of friends, so you know, had a great time. Good yeah, man, here we are. Good man. And I luckily, of course, for those of you that listened to last week's show, will know I was actually in attendance at the Italian Grand Prix. I had very, very good fun. I uh, enjoyed taking my dad along to that one. And, as you might be able to tell for our YouTube viewers, I, I even copped myself some Ferrari limited edition merch as well. So, I, it was it was good fun being one of the Tifosi again, obviously. Again. Honestly? Imola last year. Oh, yeah, of course. Honestly? It seemed less Ferrari full than Imola last year. It seemed less completely Tafosi, uh, which I was quite surprised by. But, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Um, and, of course, you know, I'm sure there were a lot of Max fans there obviously looking forward to him attempting to break the all-time wins record for obviously most wins in a row. But, Jamie183 then, let's dive... Well, actually, no. We're going to start this slightly differently, Jamie, because for our regular viewers, first of all, a little bit of housekeeping. If you enjoy listening to the show every week and you're watching this on the main uh, Matt 2 into YouTube channel, of course, Knowing Wheel is heading to its own place for next season. There's links down in the description below. Uh, the podcast already goes live earlier on that channel anyway, so a massive thank you to all of you uh, that have already got yourself subbed over there. But yeah, get yourself subscribed to the Knowing Wheel official YouTube channel from 2024. All of the podcast episodes are going to be going live exclusively over there. And, quickly, uh, because every time we do a podcast, something gets announced within about an hour after the show going live, uh, we're going to quickly talk before we get into it, Jamie, about the potential Andretti leak that they're joining F1. Yes, there's been a web page found. Uh, I don't think it's publicly like you can't find it from their own web, their home page yet. But Andretti and Cadillac have basically there's been a website, uh, a web page on their site found of like a silhouetted F1 car saying like I don't know the typical marketing thing of like something's coming or something like that. So it's looking imminent that they will announce that they are joining Formula One for probably 2026. I would assume. I uh, was going to say earlier, because it's I, the current car. It's got the halo. But do you think template. it'll be twenty four? That'll be very soon. Twenty five, I reckon. Could I be reckon they use twenty five as kind of just like a benchmark, just testing basically ground. testing yeah. season. Yeah. Um, which is very cool. When we've we've been saying for quite a long time that we'd like to see more teams in Formula One. Um, obviously the likes of you know Felipe Drogovic, Liam Lawson, uh, Colton Herter. Is he the good one in IndyCar? I think he is. Uh, Alex Palau as Alex well. Alex Palau, yeah. Dominated. There's, a, there's a bunch of drivers who deserve to be on the grid who currently are not. So, uh, yeah, we could do with some more seats, basically. So, I think an extra team is a positive thing. And if it's Andretti, then that'd be good because we respect... Uh, we, we expect them to build a good car. You know, it's not like some 
absolute startup like HRT is just going to be gone within three years. Yeah, fingers crossed. I think Formula One, of course, is very much trying to do everything it can to prevent another HRT uh, back onto the Formula One grid. But of course, we did a Monza pre-show. We we actually wrapped up everything pretty much before the weekend, didn't we? In that pre-show, nothing else really came out heading into the weekend. Obviously, apart from um, there, there was a lot of hate on Twitter, wasn't there, Jamie? Because Max, uh, sorry, Lewis had come out obviously saying that he reckons. Basically, all of his teammates are better than basically all of Max's teammates, which I think is a fair <laughs> statement. And I'm I, sure you I reckon I don't know if we do it today or some other time, but we should we should get like a tier list of their combined teammates and rank them. I mean, it's it's fairly simple in my eyes, though, isn't it? When when you compare well, Fernando Alonso, <laughs> Nico Jensen Button, Nico Rosberg, and the potential that George Russell has. Daniel Ricciardo, I think, is probably sensibly the only one that yeah. comes close to those. And then not you've a, got not a twenty-year-old science. <laughs> exactly, Danny Kvyat, Carlos Sainz, and um, he was never teammates with Kvyat. I don't think. No, he wasn't. Was he? Sorry, um, Carlos Sainz, Pierre Gasly, of course, as well. Alex Albon, Checo Perez, and Alex Albon and Checo <laughs> Perez. Um, so yeah, kind of. It was a fun little thing that I think we probably ought to mention at the start of the show, isn't it? Lewis followed um, up that that interview by having an absolute stinker of a weekend, which is quite. Funny. He did then, yeah, get beat by George <laughs> Russell, which was not great. <laughs> but you know, it's it's how. He, no, to be fair though, he did have car issues, didn't he? It got confirmed. Yeah, the driver. Had, no, he had brake issues actually. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so they say. So they say. Um. But of course, you know, I'm sure one of Max Verstappen's teammates or former teammates that Jamie would like to back up has got to be Pierre Gasly. And that's a brilliant segue into qualifying, isn't it, Jamie? Because Alpine were the new Williams this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone realised quite yet just how bad that Renault engine is. Uh, It's horrific. Like, Monza, despite a lot of the tracks now being quite high speed, quite reliant on the engine, Monza is the one that exposes the weak engines. And the good engines, actually. Um, and, yeah, the, the power delivery from that Alpine Renault unit is just not good at all. And they're obviously the only ones using it. So they were yeah. absolutely nowhere in uh, in quali. Yeah, I was going to say, you said no one realised it. I think everyone's realised it. Otherwise, other teams would be using Renault power units. I suppose. I didn't, realize how, I didn't personally realise quite how bad it was. Because you think... I guess Sandfort's very high speed, which is they got one podium. Monaco. I would say so. Uh, not high speed, sorry, high downforce. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, now you think of it, their two podiums have come at probably the two highest downforce circuits they've been. Two of the yeah. I mean, yeah. Angara Ring is probably the only one that comes close, isn't it? Um, I mean, we obviously it kind of goes back, doesn't it, to obviously all those Alpine talks early on this season about how they reckon they're about thirty horsepower down, um, which yeah. is a huge amount in Formula One. Um, obviously, and like maybe top speed wise, they're probably not that bad, but it's just acceleration up to the top speed, which you need so many times in Monza. Like yeah. it's all yeah. low speed corners into long straights, so it's that delivery from sixty to one hundred and fifty miles an hour that makes all the difference. Yes, exactly. Um, so I mean, yeah, they were the only team that had both cars out in Q one, joined, of course, by Lance. There's no big gap stroll. Twentieth um, <laughs> last in the Aston Martin. Uh, Kevin Magnussen and, you know, obviously Joe Guan, you obviously needs to deliver prove that he's better than Logan Sargent if he apparently is going to get that Williams seat if you're delusional. Um, and Joe Guan, you out in P16, wasn't he? Yes, unfortunate. But the Alfa Romeo didn't really kick on as much as they thought it might, um, especially in quality trim. No, but the livery looked good. At the least, livery was which, very nice. That's where their budget's gone. 
silver linings and all that. Um, but jumping into Q2, though, I mean, qualifying, to be fair, until you got to Q3, was a fairly undramatic affair, wasn't it? Uh, Yuki Tsunoda, Liam Lawson, Hulk, Sergeant, and Bottas obviously all went out in Q2. But Shout out Liam Lawson, baller. Liam Lawson had a mega weekend. We'll talk about that a bit more in a bit, won't we? Um, but... I mean, really, the big talking point, wasn't it, of course, all weekend, was the fact that Sykes not only was looking quicker than Leclerc, which would make sense if you only look at the championship, um, <laughs> but they were Ferrari were looking fast, weren't they? They were. And we have seen it a few times um, where Red Bull, especially in qualifying, just sometimes get beaten, which is, is a mystery in 2023. How does that happen? Uh, but yeah, quality pace is certainly one of the weaknesses, probably one of the only few weaknesses of the RB19, I want to say, 18? Yes, 19. Uh, yes. So, like, we've seen them beaten in Hungary and in Baku. Um, one other place, I think. Um, I think that was it, isn't it? Was it? I think Leclerc got somewhere else, didn't he? Some random uh, pole. Uh, well, he technically got Belgium. Oh, yes. Science. Course. Did Science... No, Science... No, no yeah, Leclerc. Leclerc did technically at Belgium, didn't he? Yeah, because obviously for yeah. Sutton, um, it was nine-tenths faster. But Science was absolutely rapid all, all through, like, Saturday morning practice. And, yeah, was was fairly on it. And, yeah, the Q3 was actually unreal from what I saw in <laughs> in post. But there we go. Um, yeah, you kind of had... The first runs was fairly fairly normal. You had the, t- the three t- front runners very very close together of max and the two ferraris um and then the second runs yeah was just so so close and you had uh leclerc was first across the line then it was verstappen then it was science not straight in order i don't think but that was yeah, the order, in that order. was it in that straight yeah, in that yeah. order and leclerc yeah leclerc, went top, verstappen went quicker carlos went even faster than him it was incredible and all within sixty-seven thousandths of a second like two-thirds of a tenth which is insanely... That's like less than a blink almost for three, three <laughs> Less drivers. than a blink almost. I don't know how much a blink is. Let me do some research. I think it's about 0.05. How so. long does a blink take? Fair enough. Jamie's going to get some research in. But I, I mean, I'm just going to add to that, of course, you know, absolutely insane end qualifying. Probably one of, if, mean, if not the qualifying session of the year. Um, it is a tenth of a second. It is how long? A blink, Sorry, a tenth of a second? A blink is oh, a tenth, tenth of a second. Fair enough. Um... But yeah, being there with the Tifosi to watch that was absolutely mental. You know, just the fact that obviously Verstappen went fastest and then Carlos Sainz goes 13 thousandths of a second quicker was mental. Uh, shout out to George Russell, though. Beat out Sergio Perez in the end. Go P4 uh, with, yeah, Perez fifth. Albon as well, sixth place. I mean, we kind of said, didn't we, that the Williams, this was going to be their track. Um, yeah. And Albon was absolutely delivering there. Beats out Piastri, Lewis, uh, Lando Norris and Fernando Alonso there. So no big gap. Um, was the equivalent of two qualifying sessions. <laughs> yes, and, well, Fernando back in Q3, Stroll literally last. Um, Dead last. But you know what? 2024 seat, deserved. So Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but that obviously brings us then into Sunday, doesn't it? And it's Saturday. You know, there were a lot of fans at the circuit, but it was fairly spread out in terms of fans. Sunday, Ferrari pole, they came out in full force properly. The Tafosi was real, Jamie. Yeah, I, it's good. It was a very, very good atmosphere. Certainly the the Saturday when science crossed the line, insane for pole position. And all throughout Sunday, really, they you could tell the energy was in the air, the buzz. And obviously, you know better than me, but it seemed to be really a cool, cool place to be on Sunday, really. 
It, yeah, absolutely mental, at least obviously early on during the afternoon. Of course, you know, the, the Italians love to back Italy, um, but it was one of the other Italian cars that had issues before we even got to the green flag, wasn't it? Yeah, Yuki Tsunoda, who actually did quite a good job to get P11 in qualifying. Um, a shame for him on the way to the grid, just complete power unit failure. I don't quite know which it was, but it sounded pretty bad. Good internal combustion, I'd imagine. Um yeah, completely broke on him out of Ascari coming around to the grid. So aborted the start completely, uh, had to go around for another formation lap. And then even worse was that he left it in gear or got stuck in gear. Um, so they couldn't move it without without a crane and a tractor. So they had to completely abort the start, which I was none the wiser to because I just watched the F1 YouTube highlights, which was, yeah, I guess, considering it must have been, what, a 20-minute delay or something? Yeah, 20 minutes just um, over. That was quite pleased. baking sun. To skip over that. <laughs> yeah, so effectively race paused. There was a bit, I don't know what the confusion was with them coming out of the garages. I didn't quite see much about that, but I guess, it's, yeah. Yeah, mm. originally they didn't really want them to because I think they wanted to get it going again quite quickly, but then obviously realised that there wasn't a crane where they needed it. Um, so obviously then kind of you had all the personnel from every team is like well can we go onto the track or not and then a couple of people had jumped the gantry to try and get onto the circuit anyway um so it kind of was looking like it was going to be the recipe for a disaster mm. um, but luckily it was kind of all all right in the end that's good then but eventually we did get away uh with the uh the proper starts with no one breaking down on the way to the grid um and it was fairly normal science held the lead max in second uh yeah no no real position changes um i think there might have been some in the lower top 10 and hulk broke from 13th to 10th because he's the goat um and yeah that was that was kind of it it settled down a little bit at the front but in the middle of the points you had alex albon who did lose a place to piastri at the beginning of the race um got it back on lap two um just the the, the low drag nature like williams absolutely bulleted past Oscar Piastri around the outside of turn four. Really good move, actually. Um, did well to leave space on the inside. And, yeah, showed how to pass Piastri into turn four, which um, someone else could have learned from later in the race. But Alba did a great job. Yeah, no, he did a fantastic job, didn't he? Um, and, I mean, really, of course, all eyes were on the battle at the front, wasn't it? Because, let's be fair, Sainz took pole by 13,000 of a second. There was obviously going to be some Ferrari hopium as you go into the race, you know, can someone finally stop Red Bull this year? Um, but uh, basically, immediately, you know, Red Bull, their car has not been a qualifier. It's always been a race car this year. It just is also that much quicker than everything else. that It often qualifies pole anyway. Um, and it, it took us about two laps, didn't it, before Verstappen, he started getting the DRS. And immediately, he was hounding Sainz for all his worth. Yeah, I was surprised, though, that he wasn't passed immediately. Because we've seen it a few times, like at Belgium, for instance, where as soon as Verstappen gets back, uh, gets DRS and is right behind the leader, they almost just wave him through and don't really want to lose their own race by battling too hard against him. But it's inevitable that even if he can't pass you on track, he'll just do something different on strategy and pass you anyway. It's a bit like, you know, when back in the day when Mercedes was so dominant, drivers in the midfield wouldn't, wouldn't even bother battling. Um, no, no. But Science actually, I think he did all right to keep him at bay for the first few laps. Obviously, there was the uh, the hard defence on lap six into turn one. Uh, like Verstappen was running outside of turn one, probably alongside enough for some space, and didn't no. get it. Maybe not no. quite. 
Not a yeah. chance there. Not a chance. And I mean, it, it might have brought back shades of a certain incident at the very same <laughs> corner, didn't it? Yes. Um, against Lewis Hamilton, which of course goes to show that Max can back out. He just won't against Lewis. Well, he didn't um, need to. No, exactly. Yeah, no, that's completely. In obviously, Max is. Max <laughs> doesn't need to. He knew he was going to get past Science, didn't he? Yeah, uh, that's, that's why the obviously he didn't yeah. need to risk the move at all. Um, so obviously, yeah, just backed out of that one. He complained on the radio though, which I found quite funny. Um, what about? I, mean, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he complained on the radio that he felt like he deserved more space there. I kind of agree um, with him. He had his like he had his front wheel almost along like alongside enough for a bit of space. It was science definitely wasn't fully ahead. Yeah, but, but as you round your way on the inside yeah. of that corner, you can get further ahead. And yeah. let's also not forget, Jamie, as we've both discussed many times, both on and off the show, the reason drivers do that is thanks to Max Verstappen. <laughs> so he's only got himself to blame. And the FAA. They'll take partial yeah, oh, responsibility. Yeah. yeah, they can take partial responsibility as well. But the whole reason why wheel-to-wheel racing is no longer possible is a combination of a 17-year-old kid and the FIA not being able to control anything. Um, yeah, but that, that's true. a rant for another day, isn't it? That has come up many, many times before. Um, I mean, the, the other battles, though, there were a lot of battles going on, weren't there? Perez versus Russell uh, early on as well, down in towards Turn 1. Russell basically decided as Perez went around the outside of him that he was going to, in fact, be breaking later. Uh, Perez broke himself and George broke himself even more. So obviously mm. they both hopped over the grass, uh, which I got a good view of down at term one uh you've put brazil 2021 on there which i'm not yeah sure i just thought the same well i guess you had that time around i'm thinking the term four one where verstappen just sent it from so far back both of them went off and everyone kind of agreed that it was not on that verstappen kept the place uh and then this time around you had into turn one russell uh effectively was sending it because he was behind into the breaking zone just yeah, yeah. and then they I both mean... went off and then russell kept the place but there was no uproar so. <laughs> I think the whole point there was, of course, that Perez wasn't making the corner anyway, which obviously, in comparison to 2021, mm. Lewis was. Um, so I, it, it, that was more just genuinely, I didn't know what you were sort of referencing yeah, yeah. there, uh, to be completely honest. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, Science Club was stout defence. To be fair, probably the best defence we've seen all year against a Red Bull, wasn't it? Uh, but by lap 15, it, it was over. Yeah, but again, it wasn't really because the Red Bull just rinsed past Science. It was completely because Science made a mistake under the pressure because it was into turn one he was got Verstappen right behind he wasn't alongside he wasn't going for a move really and then science after what 15 or 14 laps of pressure a really really high pressure kind of understandable at his home grand prix he's not he's not like a, a champion level driver i don't think particularly um he did mess he's, up he's also in a slower car which i think yeah. you know you've yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, downplayed yeah. that like but that Red Bull, even if Max doesn't, you know, get a line perfect, he still then is all over the back of it immediately. Yeah, but Science did mess it up because he locked up into turn one, put himself massively offline, and then on the exit, Verstappen just lined up the switch back and used a bit of boost, I think, on the exit of T two and around boost. the outside of Grande. Turbo boost, you know, ERS boost. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, later on in the straight, actually, Science is pulling back ahead. That Ferrari is very slippery. Well, he was line. on the inside, wasn't he? So yeah, he had a, so short had a shorter run, run slightly, but Verstappen was still alongside and on the inside line into turn four, and that allowed him to just, you know, take the corner as normal and take the lead of the race. So it was a shame for science. He put up a good effort, good fight, um, but eventually, yeah, the pressure did tell, and Verstappen took the lead of the race and never really was troubled after that, was he? He kind of just drove off, as well, we've seen yeah, many exactly. times. 
because of what I kept saying early on, of course, was you had Charles Leclerc there waiting in P3, sensing opportunities. Why didn't Ferrari box him and put Max under pressure? What, you mean tell Sainz to slow down? No, box Leclerc and try oh, just try to okay. undercut. I guess. I think Red Bull back themselves to not get undercut. I don't know what the gaps were like as well if Leclerc would have come out in traffic. But... And th- that was the only thing I could think mm. of. But you kind of think, like, let's be fair, it doesn't matter bigger picture. Ferrari aren't in, like, it's not like Ferrari need to come second or third in the constructors, is it? They've got the money. You know, it's yeah. not like they need the extra so they might as well. They it's might just as well like trying to win. win at Italy. Like, you may as well just throw everything at it. And Ferrari just seemed completely reluctant to do so. Which is a bit of a shame, you know. Because, you know, it could have been anything. Like, you just do that undercut so Max is under pressure. Or but... even Max covers off Claire and then Science can do something different. That kind exactly. Of Science can go long and then come back later on in the day or something. But Ferrari weren't having it. Um, and it pretty much meant uh, that as soon as Max got past, he built up about a four-second lead in three laps, didn't he? Ferrari just fell off instantly. Mm. Um, in a way, only Ferrari know how. Uh, meanwhile, further behind, though, Sergio Perez did finally complete the move on George Russell, didn't he? Onto yeah. lap 16, just as we started to get towards the pit stop window, uh, which really, with the exception of Hamilton, didn't change much, apart from the fact that, once again, a bit like Hungary... Oscar Piastri had the better of Lando Norris all weekend, and Lando was still given the favourable stop. Yeah, I imagine it's probably in the contract if I... Like, maybe not hard and fast, but, you know, Norris is their number one driver this year. Piastri is a rookie. They're paying Norris big money to keep him there. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's, like, an agreement that he has that he gets potentially favoured. But, yeah, Norris got the earlier pit stop, and they came out when Piastri pitted alongside each other and into turn one side by side and actually did touch they briefly had a bit of contact right rear to front left um but no damage done and norris was able to keep keep the place and drive off so yeah but they were both stuck all race really behind alex albers williams which was proving very tough to overtake because obviously it's a bullet in a straight line and the mclaren's faster in the corners but obviously and i think if they could pass Albon they would have got away from him but just how hard that Williams is to overtake was yeah kind of screwing over any chance they had of moving forward um, yeah no it really was interesting yeah. wasn't it because McLaren well we have one of the slowest cars down the straights of course the other one uh, being Mercedes all weekend long um, but kind of after that you know by the time Hamilton had pit uh, it was he was kind of the one that everyone was kind of keeping their eyes on wasn't he and also of course Perez um, trying to obviously close up and get round both of those Ferraris as well. And, of course, managed to complete the move uh, on Charles Leclerc on lap 32. And, then of course, went kind of dragged Charles, didn't he, back up towards Sainz yeah. uh, into P2 there. And, of course, obviously then got the jump on Sainz a bit later on. Uh, and then we probably get into the most controversial moment of the race, which probably still wasn't that... I mean, it wasn't great, <laughs> but it wasn't that controversial either, was it? It was just an error from Lewis, really. Yeah. Error from Hamilton, which he admitted to, which I rate. Uh, not all he did immediately do that. after the race go and apologise. Literally in well. the race on the radio, he was like, "Oh, I turned across him. Sorry." <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It wasn't wasn't great from Lewis, to be fair, but it's good that he apologised. Obviously, turned basically was trying to overtake Piastri into turn four. Piastri's on the outside, Lewis on the inside. He, I guess, he thought he was ahead, so started moving across, and Piastri was very, very much still there. Um, and that yeah. gave Piastri it could have been a horrific crash really it could um, have been yeah Lewis if was Lewis quite had lucky. gone tire wall over yeah. yeah he was quite lucky to get away with no damage obviously Piastri had to change his wing 
and that scuppered any chances he had of scoring points, which was a shame after a pretty strong weekend up until then. Um, but Lewis made it through, got a five-second penalty for his troubles, uh, but it was no consolation really to Piastri, who ended up, I think, like 13th or 14th place, didn't he? So, yeah, yeah. yeah not not the best from Lewis. A small mistake, but didn't actually have much effect other than you know ruining Piastri's race. But yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, to you know, to to play devil's advocate as well. Of course, obviously, the the lap before, obviously, Oscar Piastri had done the same thing to Lewis, hadn't he? Uh, just obviously, yeah. with no contact. He d- um, ushered him to the edge of track quite sensibly. Yeah. Yeah, but quite I think harshly. Yeah. My only sort of guess was, of course, that Lewis felt um, that obviously because he was most of the car ahead, that Oscar was going to back out anyway into the corner. Uh, but of course, Oscar Piastri obviously wanted to make his life difficult, potentially trying to get a switch back off the chicane. Um, but yeah, obviously, Lewis, like you know, like you said, completely misjudged it. Uh, his mistake, wasn't it? Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, after that had happened, obviously, Lewis then able to obviously got that five second penalty, got past Albon and Lando Norris. Uh, and built up a margin anyway, so it didn't really matter by the end of the afternoon. So all eyes were back on the battle for P2, wasn't it? As Sainz lost the place to Sergio Perez, um, but Ferrari let them race, which got rather scary right it towards really the did. end, didn't it? It really did. The last 10 laps or so were actually very entertaining to watch, just because all three of those drivers, Perez trying to pass Sainz, and then Leclerc trying to pass Sainz. Sainz was defending so hard, he was throwing elbows everywhere. And it made for some really entertaining laps. Um, not all of them were perfectly fair. I think I would rather them race properly, but uh, there we go. I think I think it was uh, good hard racing. It was very hard racing. I don't think, like, I'm glad the FI didn't step in, but I'm sure they weren't far away from in some occasions. Um, there was a lot of late moves and slightly moving in the braking zone and stuff like that. Just yeah, about allowed. Yeah, they won't allowed. do it with his teammates, will they? No, exactly. They never so, do. They were they were borderline, but just about got away with it. Uh, but it made for some a very very insane end to the race. So science, yeah, defending hard from Perez. Eventually, Perez got to the inside and took the no, he was at the outside, wasn't it? And he uh, broke very late, but managed to get slowed down. Took second place, and then the Ferraris. I have no idea how they didn't crash. The the one in particular, I think it was a few, it was three or four laps from the end, when Leclerc was switching back. No, Leclerc went through, sorry, and Sainz was switching back on the inside because Leclerc locked up a little bit. And they must have been millimetres. I want to see an off-board angle to see just how close they were because Sainz so nearly ran into the back of Leclerc, his front right to Leclerc's rear left. And that I yeah, yeah. I so thought they were crashing. I was like, this would be very funny if they crash out. Um, I mean, it would have been the Ferrari thing, isn't it? Bottle the win anyway. Not that they have much of a chance. And then take each other out and walk away with nothing from it. Yeah. In your home race. Because you could tell both those drivers wanted the podium, didn't they? Oh, yeah, desperately. Yes. And uh, understandably so, really. And, yeah, Science was able to actually not crash into Leclerc and then got the inside into turn four and took the place back into third. Um, and Leclerc had kind of one more go at it on the very last lap after being told no risk. And then Science was weaving over the place. Leclerc had to back out and massively locked his front tyres, both of them. And that was kind of that. He didn't get past into turn one and was buzzing all over him round the Parabolica to end the race. And one more lap and I think he would have had him. But there's only 51 laps on this occasion because of the extra formation laps. So yeah, I mean, it's a shame for Leclerc. But Science was obviously very much deserving that podium after his race. Yes, yeah, and I mean it was it was a good race all round, wasn't it? Um, mm. Obviously, Verstappen taking the win, uh, you know, ten in a row for Max, absolutely insane stat. I mean, the real question, of course, has to be, 
you know how much how much is he going to extend that by uh, before the end of the year because sensibly now i'm starting to get worried jamie that we are actually i know we went against it so much early on this season mm. but i am now genuinely of the belief that we are probably going to see an undefeated death one season which has i never still think we might get a random race singapore last year max had a bit of a shocker that's the only thing I can think of. But the thing is, well, of course, you know, the unthinkable might happen somewhere. But of course, the whole point of the unthinkable is there's no place where it is possible. Yeah, uh, yeah, so you're likely. relying on... By, so we could without go into any... a Grand Prix where we yeah. think Rebel are going to dominate, which is every race, but and then they <laughs> just don't have it. Like, without any bad luck, he should win every race. Yeah, yeah. Sensibly, sensibly. but sensibly. He's, only, he's only had one bit of bad luck this season, really, in, in Jeddah. Uh, and I guess... You could argue Miami qualifying, but that was he should have got the lap in earlier. Um, so yeah, only one bit of reliability in Jeddah qualifying, and other than that, he's been top all week, all all season. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really isn't it. Well, apart from Baku as well, Checo was quicker there. Yeah, yes. Although didn't he get unlucky with the safety car? All right, I'm making that up. You're making that up. No, okay. Um, but yeah, obviously Verstappen takes the win. Perez P2 there. Science rounds out the podium for Ferrari. Uh, Leclerc, Russell, Hamilton, Albon, uh, Norris, Alonso, Bottas. I forgot to mention as well there, late on in the day, wasn't it? Sergeant, uh, sorry, Sergeant, I think, yeah, was running Intense, up in yeah. the points right towards the very end. And then Bottas took it away with like four laps to go. And I think that would have been the final nail in the coffin for your hopes of Zhou Guanyu getting that seat next year. Well, if Sergeant had got points, then maybe, but he didn't, so... It's still on. <laughs> so you live in hope, do you? Fair enough. And Liam like Lawson. Said, Lawson, mega weekend. Oh, I really wanted to get that seat full time. I th- I think Ricardo breaking his wrist might be the worst thing he's done. You know, never mind joining Apart from Renault or McLaren. joining McLaren. <laughs> I would say this might be the worst thing he's done because Lawson, if he can get the better of Yuki, I mean, we've said this since the start of the year, haven't we? That we're not convinced that AlphaTauri is as bad as everyone's made it out to be. We just think Yuki's been doing a good job, but DeFreeze was woeful. Um, yeah. You know, if Lawson now does a better job than Yuki, I mean, you could end up in a scenario where Yuki gets dropped. Not, I don't think it'd be I, this Yeah, year, I kind of think Yuki probably, probably ends up at Aston Martin when they become Well, he's Honda. basically guaranteed there, isn't he, in 2025 or 2026 yeah. even. Because yeah, Alonso might just wait out till then. I could easily see a Lawson-Sonoda double up in 24, to be honest. And if, if Lawson's able to score points between now and the end of the season... I think it would be harsh to then take him back out. But yeah. I think they'll probably give Ricardo the seat back when he's fit. But exactly. exactly. It's just, I think they'll probably earmark Lawson for a seat in 24 if, he, well, if like, he's able to score points in Singapore or Japan. I think this is the thing, isn't it? Lawson now basically has two races to prove that he can. He has got what it takes. But of course, on the other hand of that, we, you know, we've got to remember as well, where did Nick De Vries score points last year that got him a Formula 1 seat? Yeah. It was, yeah, of course, so it's, Monza. It's probably the lowest skill track, realistically. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you just drive in a straight line for the majority of the time. Um, but yeah, hopefully hopefully Lawson can, can do well in Singapore. He did all right in Zandvoort with no practice at all. And this what was his first real... Thrown in. Yeah, yeah, this is his first real weekend, and he did a top job. So, yeah, no, we I shall think see. That is- it is completely fair for Lawson, isn't it? Uh, Piastri 12th, Sergeant Zhou Wanyu, Gasly, Stroll, Hulk, Magnus, and Ocon. Uh, with, yeah, Yuki Tsunoda, the only driver out. Uh, Ocon was out of... as well. Oh, Ocon. Did he retire, did he? Yeah, just for no reason, just to 
couldn't be bothered. So fair enough. Um, I wouldn't bother either if I was one of the three remaining people in Alpine, uh, two of <laughs> which being the drivers. Um, but of course, that did mean bigger picture though. Ferrari now ahead of Aston Martin in the constructors, Jamie. Now we mm. are starting to see why you don't put Lance Stroll in a decent <laughs> car. Yeah, because Alonso's second in the drivers. No, third in the drivers, sorry. Yeah. And they are fourth in the constructors. So reasonably, you know, if you had someone doing almost they as well as Alonso, eighth, they should average. be second. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, this is the other thing as well, though, isn't it? Because, of course, if McLaren, I mean, they had a bit of a dodgy weekend this weekend, but I think obviously it just did not suit their car. You know, imagine if we end up in a scenario where we talk about Aston Martin making this big leap forward and then and in, the, in the record books it says 7th <laughs> to 5th overall. Yeah. I mean, them finishing 4th is pretty reasonable, to be honest. Well, Force India did it on two occasions, didn't they, in a row? Yeah, yeah. But, like, as in, if you look at the points, uh, I don't, like, it's they could beat Ferrari. I don't think they'll beat Mercedes. But... If it carries on the way it is, where Stroll scored what one point in the last five races, then you look McLaren at the form, and probably they do finish fourth. Or do McLaren get them? That's a long way back. I it's 102 points right now. Well, so, how many races have we got left? I think it's eight or nine. So we're no, it's only it's the... only. Oh yeah, wow. The Wikipedia thing scrolls now. Yeah, eight races. Yeah. So I mean, it's. I wouldn't say it's out of the realms of possibility. It's not out the, need... Yeah, it's not impossible. Because McLaren have been the second best car on occasion. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll wait and see, but that might be one to keep an eye out on towards the end of the year, isn't it? Um, but what do we rate then, Jamie, the Italian Grand Prix? It was all right, wasn't it? I, I, think, I can't remember what I gave Zandvoort. I think I, I gave it Zandvoort an eight. a nine. Or eight or nine. Yeah. It was slightly worse than Zandvoort, but it was still good fun. I'd give it a seven and a half. I was going to give it an 8. I think, you know, the fact that Ferrari were able to keep Red Bull at bay for one third of the Grand Prix is probably more than we ever could have hoped for. Yeah. Um, I think is fair. Driver of the day. Jamie183. Driver of the day. Who did well? I think I would give it to... I'd probably give it to Alex Albon. He's it's boring. I, I was going to say the same. Yeah. Or Science, think... just because Science gave us some entertainment. So. Science did pretty much defend for 51 laps straight, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It must have been... Like, if I was making league race highlights out of his race, I'd have been bored because you just look at the back arrow the whole time. Pretty much. But that yeah. was most of my league racing career, to be honest. So yeah, That implies you were at the front a lot. Well, I used to just You were constantly chill. just getting overtaken. Yeah, constantly overtaken, and then you get them all back when you have no penalties at the end. That was how my races went. <laughs> or when you get the luckiest safety car. Yeah, or a last minute. Every single week. <laughs> corner taking quickly safety car and you just end up a third place <laughs> yeah jamie every week back when we used to league race um have we got a quiz jamie we have and it's gonna be a fun one i back you to get all of these answers how many honest. answers is there there are nine answers to this okay. question uh and we have carlos Sainz scored his first podium of the season I believe it's his 16th in Formula 1. Okay. Uh, he has shared the podium with nine Ooh. drivers. Okay. You have a minute to name the drivers. Go. Perez Verstappen. Yes. Charles Leclerc. Hamilton. Bottas. Pierre Gasly. Mm-hmm. Not Bottas, um, but the rest are right. George Russell. Yes. Um, you've only got three more and you've got 
three quarters of a minute. Lando? Yes. Um, I'm trying to think where else, where is he's jammed a podium as well before. You got two um, more, and they're probably the hardest two. Oh. Per no, I've already said Paris. Said Paris um, yeah. No. No. Kind of took a wild shot in the dark on that. <laughs> um, Stroll. Yep. You got fifteen seconds. The last one. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Ocon? Yes, there you yes! go. Yes! <laughs> Ten seconds that. to go and you've done it. I've done it! That must I think... be, I think, the best run quiz we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I like can't it... remember ever getting all the answers, to be honest. Um, but there you go. A nice little easy I one will... for you. I will take that. When did he share a podium with Stroll? Monza 2020. Uh, did Stroll get a podium? Monza 2020? Yeah, Stroll should have won, but he's a fraud. Oh, yes, he should, shouldn't he? I forgot. I honestly forgot that Sainz was on the podium that race. Sainz was the one putting the pressure on. I said Gasly for Brazil 2019. Yeah. I had completely forgot about 2020. Um, <laughs> that's mad. Yeah. Sainz was the oh. one putting pressure on. Stroll got yeah, super no, I remember lucky. It now. You know, Stroll didn't stop, did he? He just got yeah. a free pit stop in the red flag, but then bottled yeah. from second place. Yeah, he should have easily won that, shouldn't he? Yeah. That racing point. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, I will take that, Jamie. Uh, oh, last thing before we finish off, though, of course, Jamie, is our predictions recap. Did you do all right? I did very well. You would have done, actually, because you said a Red Bull 1-2, didn't you? I did say a Red Bull 1-2. Neither got... of us got points for pole, so that's good. No, no, I got four points. Four points for predicting Red Bull 1-2. Well done. Yep, thank you. <laughs> I believe I got two points for predicting a Max Verstappen win. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you put second and third? Or maybe it was Perez third. I think I would have to go check, but I'm pretty sure I put Norris and Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, you did. You put a British two three. Yeah. Yeah. So I, not the best. So that is that we tied, or are you one ahead still? It was a gap of two points. Forty four, forty two, wasn't it? So yeah. what does that make it now? Forty six. Forty six. Forty seven. No. Yes. Yeah. We're tied. I have we a are. chance. <laughs> we are. I, I was battering you this time last year, so you it's good were. that you've, you're making it a competition. Well done. Thank you. I'm trying my hardest. I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> um, but we've got two break weeks now, haven't we? Two break weeks? Yeah. Wow. Singapore's not till towards the end of the month. Oh, wow. Fair play. What are we going to do with Scary ourselves? Times. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll, do a, we'll do an iceberg, I reckon. Probably. Um, no, Jamie. no, Singapore is the 17th. We've only got one break off. Have we? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought we had two weekends off for some reason. Um, Jamie, give give us an outro, my friend. An outro? Well, well, the pressure of this, the spotlight's on me. But uh, yeah, thank you very much for watching. Um, don't forget, if you want to watch the podcast in 2024, then go sub to the, the actual podcast channel. It'll be linked in the description. Uh, do we need to do a sub update quickly? Oh, we could. Let me just... What are you on? I am on 538... I've We're on 179. We are <laughs> closing in the gap. The gap is yeah, down do you to think, what, 360. Will you catch me by 2024? I believe we will. Well, go make it happen. Make uh, it happen, people. Yeah. That'll round us out for this week. We'll be back next Tuesday. Sorry for the the uh, late upload this week. Matt was in a different country. So, for, you know, can't do much about that, really. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll see you next week for another podcast.